You're listening to the Nordic Sound Channel. If you'd like to support the channel and the work that I do here, head on over to patreon.com slash nordicsoundchannel, linked in the description. Thank you for listening and helping make this the most reliable online platform for Nordic music, history, and culture. And now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Nordic Sound Channel. As always, I am your host Jameson Foster and today I'm going to be continuing this uh, little experiment I started last month where I jam all of the new releases for every month into one convenient, easy to find video this month-ish in Nordic music. And uh, thank you to all of you who have shared your overwhelmingly positive uh, feedback. This seems to be just easier for everyone. So thank you for your reviews of my review format. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, just to clear up one other question I keep getting, where's Cricket? Cricket is fine. It's just as he's gotten older, he's gotten louder and more talkative, which is adorable in person. I love uh, having little chats with him. But when you're recording content, and uh, I always have to consider how does this actually sound on the receiving end, uh, there have been a few videos I've had to straight up re-record because I listened back, and what used to be an adorable little chirp is now an ear-piercing scream. So for the good of everyone, he's fine. He's in the other room, uh, probably playing a trying to kill a bell or something like that, which is what he does. So have no fear, Cricket's fine. If you want to stay up to date on him, just follow my personal uh, profiles. I share more than enough Cricket content for everyone. Just uh, the Nordic Sound Channel is not the place for Cricket's opinions, uh, I am sorry to say. But anyway, let's get into it. I'm going to start off this month in Nordic music with actually talking about the recent new band announcements we got for Midgard's Blow 2024. Three killer bands, it's awesome. Emperor, Gota, and Kalandra. All three of these bands I friggin' love. So Emperor probably needs no introduction, uh, but for those of you who somehow don't know who they are, uh, Emperor was one of the pioneering black metal bands from the 90s. Uh, they have split up and reformed several times over, uh, and they reformed for what seems to be good in like 2016, 2017. So I am super excited to see them on the bill for Midgar's Blow 2024. It just seems like they're not all that uh, common to find in the States. They don't tour around here that often. So getting to see them on like their home in their home turf of Norway is going to be pretty cool. Uh, if you've never listened to them before, check out their album In the Nightside Eclipse. Uh, pretty formative for black metal. So really awesome to see them on the bill. Not surprised. You know, it's a black metal festival or like a Nordic metal festival, whatever you want to call it. So uh, pretty good choice. Gota. Some of you might not be as familiar with Gota unless, of course, you are probably from Norway or you've been to Midgar's Bloat before because they have played before. Gota was... If you remember, if any of you have been around here long enough to remember my interview with Hovendruven back in the day, which is one of the pioneering Swedish folk rock acts, uh, Norway was a little sluggish with their folk fusion. They were a little bit more guarded about what happened with Norwegian folk music, right? And so putting it in rock or metal was almost voodoo, taboo, right? But someone had to break the seal, so to speak. And uh, even if I'm not confident enough in saying that Gulta was the first, they were among the first uh, and are remembered as pioneering folk rock in Norway uh, in 90, 
it was on 91 or 99, I can't remember which end of the 90s it was on, uh, after it had already been fairly established in Sweden or Denmark. And so Golta, huge uh, players in the uh, the folk and the folk fusion scene in the history of Norway. So it's going to be super cool to see them. I missed them. I think they played in my very first Midgar's Bloat, but I missed them because work. You know how it goes. So Golta is just a pretty uh, self-explanatory pick for Midgar's Bloat. And uh, I know that people love having those more fun folk rock, folk metal acts there, and Golta is going to serve up uh, more than enough of that for everyone. And third up, of course, is Calandra. Most of us are pretty familiar with them. Calandra is just a wonderful band, but I will talk more about their music in a minute because they gave us a new single recently, which is pretty awesome. But Calandra played at the Gilda Holland, my very first Migars Bloat. It was really awesome. Uh, they're sweet people. So definitely looking forward to uh, seeing them again at Migros Blood this year, especially because they're apparently going to have new music to play for us. So short and sweet, those are my three thoughts. None of these bands are out of the ordinary or way out of left field for Midgar's Bloat. Just definitely as expected, which is a good thing because these are the bands that I want to see at Midgar's Bloat. So awesome announcement there. Really looking forward to seeing if they're sort of giving these three like I don't want to say safe because I don't want that to like come off as like insulting to the musicians. That's not what I want. Uh, but these three like expected uh, announcements are sort of like making us comfortable before they give us another out of left field. But let's see where that goes. So moving right along into albums that came out this month in the Nordic music scene, we have two and a half killers. I say two and a half because one of them is from Speaking of Which, Golta released their EP Vandera, and. This EP is just dope. What else can I say? It's awesome. Uh, even though I'm not typically a fan of that more modern studio production sound, like that wall-to-wall -wall compression saturation type thing, um, call me a hypocrite, but I love it in this style of music. I think with this sort of fusion of folk and rock, folk and hard rock, that sort of thick texture helps more than it takes away, even though I typically am not that into that sort of production. So the EP sounds great with that said. It's got that nice, thick, heavy production that you want from a band like this. And the actual songwriting is just tends to be more of that really, uh, really fresh and unique style of folk hard rock from Golta. Uh, speaking of which, if you've never listened to Golta before, if you are a fan of Garmana, Hedningarna, that sort of thing, they're definitely in that vein of folk rock, folk hard rock. Um, and if you were going to Midgar's Bloat this year and you haven't listened to them before, check out this EP to get a, an idea of what you're in for, because it is pretty great. Golta, I know they are great performers. They have been touring with Varjuna's uh, Nukel Harpa player, Jan. So uh, I'm wondering if he's going to be there too, because that'd be pretty awesome. So two tracks on this album that stand out to me are Svartoboko, that has guest vocals from Dierv. I love her voice so much. She always adds just like this witchy intensity to whatever she's in. Uh, but then my personal favorite track from the EP is going to be the opener, Hamloiper. Uh, I love the jaw harp, I'm a sucker for it, and uh, just the songwriting is pretty unique. So give that track a listen, give the rest of the EP a listen if you want to introduce yourself to the wonderful world of Golta, or if you just want to catch up with what they've been up to.
Next up, Short and Sweet, because I've already been fawning over this album plenty over the last few months since her performance at Midgar's Bloat, and that is Mari Boina has re-released uh, Gula Gula under By Norse Records. They have remastered it. So if for whatever reason, you know, you've been listening to me fawn over this album and really try and sell it to you, right, and you still haven't listened to it, now's the time to do it. It's been remastered. Sounds incredible. If you are a fan of the of the Nordic music scene, uh, Gula Gula is just a pivotal album, not just in the history of Sami music, but just Nordic music in general. You would not believe how many of your favorite Nordic musicians cite this album as one of their most influential albums that got them to love the music that they make. So please check out Gula Gula, but if it's just not your thing, it's not your thing, but this remaster sounds great, sounds incredible, uh, and I hope it's uh, getting this album in front of a lot of uh, fresh ears, so to speak, because it really is great. this brings me to the highlight of the month for me and this is Sigrid Moldestad and her newest album Brem. Sigrid Moldestad is such a you know coming right off of the last video that was just sort of like an introduction to traditional Nordic folk music. Sigrid Moldestad is just an incredible figure in uh, Norway's folk music scene. She's an incredible hardanger fiddler, uh, she's an incredible violinist and you know flat fiddler and her music has just been there with me since the beginning. What is the name of this album? I'll put it up uh, right here. But this was my very first introduction to her. And she's doing like more of a fusion thing with the Hardanger fiddle. And then also has the banjo on it. And you guys know I love the banjo. And this was the album that introduced me to Sigurd Moldestad. And so I've been a fan of hers ever since. Even that uh, children's album she put out either this year or last, uh, Reina Dropper. Uh, after some sort of after some children's stories, uh, I've loved that too. As an artist, she's just so incredible to me, and so I was stoked to wake up a few mornings ago and see that Brem is just an hour of her playing traditional music. Now I don't know if it is explicitly only music from her hometown of Brem, or if it's sort of or if this album is an homage to the traditional music of Brem, but. In case uh, you aren't familiar with it, like the hometown, the home village is pretty important to fiddlers because every village sort of has their own tradition, has their own style of fiddling. And so in Norway's fiddling scene, you do have fiddlers paying a lot of attention or respect to their hometown, so to speak. And so this album, when I saw that it was named after her hometown, I was like, oh yes, I cannot wait to listen to her doing some more traditional stuff. And this album did not disappoint. It is not often that you are given an album that is just an hour straight of traditional music played at this high of a caliber. So if you are interested in listening to more Hardanger fiddle, if you're interested in listening to more Norwegian flat fiddle, uh, and she even sings on some tracks, she has a lovely voice. Uh, this album I cannot uh, more highly recommend. So definitely check out Brem if you want uh, more of an introduction, not just to Sigurd Moldestad, but to Norwegian folk music in general. And if I had to just highlight one track for you to check out, if you just want to sort of dip your toes into, see if it's your thing, uh, Vals et Tobosen is definitely one of the highlights on the album for me. I love waltzes. Uh, I especially love 
major waltzes. There's just something just so happy and just so joyful about them. It just always puts a smile on my face. And if I just had to sum up this album, this album is just one big smile on my face. So, uh, Sigrid, if you are watching this, uh, if you've stumbled upon this, thank you for this wonderful album. I have been listening to it nonstop since you released it. into singles. I've got three to talk to you guys about today that have been on my radar, but as always, this is where I should reiterate. I am one person. I am but one mortal man. I, as much as I try to keep my finger on the pulse, I can never keep track of every single that comes out of the Nordic music scene. So even though I've got three to uh, share with you guys today, if you have some that I don't talk about that you would like uh, others to see and I miss them, please feel free to drop them in the comments. Uh, there is strength in numbers, and especially that is the case when introducing people to new music. So uh, if there are any singles that I do not mention here that have come out this month, feel free to drop them in the comments, uh, get more eyes on them, or, or more ears, I should say. So the first single that I've got to talk about is from Savulo. Uh, again, going to butcher this pronunciation because this language is not in my repertoire, uh, Niteagam. Uh, and this is the last single in a sort of cycle of four that Savulo has released leading up to their new album. And uh, it's sort of tracing the moon, right? It's that neo-pagan type shit that we all love. Uh, and it's just very artsy too, which you know that I as a musicologist sort of like drool over, right? So four singles, one for the waxing, one for the waning of the moon, one for the light, one for the dark. It's pretty cool stuff, right? So thematically, these singles are awesome, and this most recent one, Niteagon, has to be my favorite of the four. The instrumentation, I just love his use of strings. Strings do not get used enough in this music scene, and the way that he uses them, uh, whenever they come in, I'm just like, oh yes, more of this. Uh, Savulo's string sections, uh, they always add a really nice touch to his songs. And speaking of which, the songwriting itself... Pretty awesome, pretty stellar. Uh, shakes things up from the regular format, and that's always what I've loved about Savulo. Is uh, it does more often than it doesn't. Uh, it does sort of like offer a more varied or textured approach to songwriting in this style. Now I will say, uh, while live this works, and I saw this firsthand at Midgar's Bloat. Live, the very bass forward, very bass percussion forward uh, mix is really powerful. I mentioned this in my review of his last album. Uh, Verdis. I'm still a little hesitant as to how forward the bass and percussion frequencies are coming in the mix. Uh, this is the only music that I listen to that I have to manually go and lower my bass frequencies in my car. So the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I love the songwriting. I love Savulo's music, but I do worry that sort of like this approach to putting the bass and the percussion so forward in the mix, it can sort of like overshadow the rest of what's happening in the song. And when you have great songwriting, you know, that's sort of like where the negative overshadows a great positive, and it can. Um, but anyway, even though I have that little uh, hesitation about the mixing, right, the actual music itself is phenomenal. I love it. So definitely uh, looking forward to whatever album they are cooking up because these four singles have been pretty interesting with this most recent one being my favorite. Uh, 
Next up, after what feels like months of being teased, they were really playing the long game with us, Calandra has finally given us their new single, Bardoggin, and man was it worth the wait. This is so good. I love this song. So, Cards on the Table, I freaking love Calandra. To me, they're one of the more interesting bands in the Nordic music scene because of their because of the nature of being like a prog rock band. You don't really know what they're going to do next, especially because they're like a prog rock band that's on by Norse, which means that they have some of that more, you know, countercultural, like, but conscientiously Nordic type thing going on. So you add that, that new Nordic music sound in with a prog rock band, things just get so interesting. I know that with their video for Brave New World at, uh, that was live at the Kultur Kirken Jakob in Oslo, I play this video for my students every semester. I like to have a repertoire of music videos that I play for my students while I'm getting set up so we're not just sitting there in awkward silence. And, uh, you know, that performance is always one of the more standout ones to my students that sort of like cut a cross-section between musical tastes, because this band really does just have something for everyone. I know everyone, as always, loves Katarina's voice, she's such a great singer, but the instrumentalist, you know, like Roger, he's such an, uh, an experimental and interesting guitar player, and I just love their style. So, you know, just wanted to get that bias out of the way. I already love Calandra, really looking forward to seeing them at Midgar's Bloat, and with Bardagen, right, like, this really heavy sound to it, really thick, dense sound to it, along with the Western kind of riff that's going on uh, throughout the background with the whole time Katarina's lovely voice is sort of stringing you along. So, Calandra, if you've never listened to them before, Bardoggin is such a great place to start. Um, but, you know, you can't really go wrong with most of their music. So, anyway, it was so great to see new music from Calandra. Really looking forward to uh, the full album that they've got in store for us, uh, just so I have more Calandra to listen to. So, guys, that's all I have to share with you for this month in Nordic Music. And so, with this video wrapped up, I will just say that this is probably the only video I'm going to be doing this month. Sorry, but I have a workaholism problem. And uh, with finals going into holidays, uh, this is sort of like the time for me to practice uh, taking it easy and not forcing myself or pressuring myself to work all the time. So hopefully you guys understand, but at the same time, I might, I might break it to do at least a brief video on the old medieval poem Draumkvea uh, from Norway. This is a holiday poem uh, about the forces of heaven and hell. It's from a time in Norway's history where, you know, the early medieval period, uh, pagan practice and Christian practice are very much still coexisting, at least in the arts and little cultural expressions. And this poem, you know, it has the Geller Bridge, the Geller Horn, right alongside with a battle between heaven and hell on Christmas Eve. So it's a pretty weird poem in that way, but it's also inspired so much music over the centuries, which is why uh, it might be worth talking about in a festive manner. So anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, again, this might be the only video I do this month, uh, but I look forward to uh, coming back strong with my top of 2023 video that I will of course be doing around New Year's. 
It's gonna be tough. I'm gonna have to make it top 10 because uh, I have literally like 10 times the amount of albums to choose from and I just can't possibly do a meaningful top five, right? Because I'll always just feel like I didn't mention enough of what needs to be mentioned. Uh, so anyway, looking forward to that. Thank you guys so much for watching and I will see you on the other side. Take care.